Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome again to Dying to Be Perfect, where we are dispelling the stigma of mental health. Thanks for joining me. This is Danny. Happy Easter again, guys. I hope that everyone had a wonderful and blessed day. And I just want to just piggyback off of some of the things that I said earlier, just in case um, you missed my live or you didn't hear my earlier episode. And tonight's topic is choose to be risen or continue to be dead. And I chose that topic because Easter is the time that Jesus gave new life. His, his, the resurrection is a representation of new life. It is the tomb being empty is saying that he has life. He wasn't in the tomb. He is alive. And those 40 days that we were in our Lenten penitence. We were supposed to be shedding all of the dead weight, getting rid of everything that wasn't bringing us closer to God, that was separating us from him. So that on this day, we too could have new life. So another liturgical season is under our belt. And the season of Lent came and went like a thief in the night. And for some of us, I pray that it was successful. That it was a time of prayer, penance, fasting, and the reawakening. That, that's what it should have been. Um, some others may not have been successful. Um, it, it, sometimes when we try to do things, we just aren't successful. We let outside forces prevent us from reaching our goals. But if you were successful, today is the first day of your new life. But if your Lenten season was anything like mine was, it was not successful. And I was a little disappointed. Well, I was a lot disappointed because I was so looking forward to having a great, great Lenten season. But my Lenten season is every other season, every other day, it was challenging. It was stressful. It was filled with obstacles and disappointments, highs and lows. I had a lot of losses and some failures. But the good thing about it was that I was able to just take a step back and just evaluate some things and, and take a look at my surroundings. That, that 
taking my step back, it gave me the opportunity to look at people, evaluate some of the places that I was going, some of the things that I was giving my time to, um, some of the things, you know, that, that were unnecessary. Um, and, and definitely, definitely the people that I was entertaining and spending my time with. And then I realized that, you know, that God was in control of everything. He is in control of our lives. He was, he is, he always has been the orchestrator of my life. But things were just difficult because still I have that problem with wanting to be in control. So those obstacles, I am just going to continue to allow them to be my stepping stone. The losses, they they were actually gains. And when I thought that I had failed, God was showing me how to pass the test the next time that those things come at me. The next time I have to face some of those same challenges, it will be less stressful because he will have already shown me how to get through it. So I had never lost anything. The entire time, God was strategically setting me up to win. And and he does that for all of us. And so when life becomes challenging, it's so easy to focus on negative aspects. And I continue to ask why. We all do. We ask, why are we here? We get angry. We panic. We complain. Seldom do we initially react in a positive manner. We we don't, you know, face the challenge initially in a positive way. Most of us don't. There are a few of us that do. But when we immediately focus on the negative outlook, then normally it'll cause us to react in a negative way. We'll either do nothing about it or we'll react desperately or we'll react in anger. And that's what I did a lot of times. I'll react while I'm angry. And so when we do those things, we will usually get a negative result, a negative outcome. And so this just made me reflect on some things. And one thing that I reflected on was something that my spiritual sister, my sister in Christ, Carmelita, had told me some years ago. So it was 18 years ago. I was 
getting ready to go back to work on maternity leave after after I had Noah. And, you know, I wasn't ready to go back to work. I was, you know, feeling a little, um, having a little separation anxiety. And she, you know, she said to me, don't nurse it, don't curse it, don't disperse it. Give it to God and he'll reverse it. And, And that statement has stayed with me for 18 years. And it's definitely befitting now. Guys, we have to learn to talk to God. We have to learn to to speak to him just like we speak to our friends. We have to learn to listen to him, to be still, and to find the purpose in whatever it is that we are going through. And then based on the words that my dear sister in Christ shared with me, I just couldn't keep worrying. I realized that I can't, nor should I, um, wish any harm or evil on the people who betray me, who intentionally hurt me. That's a natural reaction for some people. Somebody hurts you, you naturally want to hurt them. That's our physical side. That's our human side. But God is calling for us to to bring out our spiritual side. And at the same time, where we shouldn't be wishing harm on someone, we also just can't ignore the situation and do nothing about it. What we're supposed to do, we must pray about it. We must be still and just wait on God to either make a way for us to get through it or to remove whatever that obstacle may be. Dying to be perfect will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And so for these past 40 days, With all of that, with all of this thinking and praying and waiting and standing still and observing and just taking a step back and reflecting, I've still been dealing with additional health challenges. I've been laid off from my job. I recently, and and this is the job I recently started, and I have moved on from several 
relationships with people who I have known for a while um, because of just a lack of loyalty. Because guys, we don't have to stay in relationships where we aren't treated the way we feel we should be treated, especially if we know that we are giving out all. Sometimes people will treat us a certain way and then get mad because we're telling them we don't appreciate the way we're being treated or we question why they're treating us the way that they are. They get mad at us. And so those those relationships we don't have to be in. Because we have to do what? Do I always say? Know our worth. And so I have just moved on with, with some of those relationships. Just not interested any longer in mending them. Not going to continue to um, rationalize with people or anything. Because... At one time, I said, well, maybe it's me. And then I came to realize that it is me. It is because I value relationships, my my uh, job, my work ethic, people. I value those things more than I am valued. And so... When when you when you value people and, and and the relationships that you form more than they value you, if you continue to try to work on those relationships and always have to be the first one to reach out and you're always there, but the other person is never there, or you're always the one trying to fix it and the other person is not then yes, it's you because you are making them think that they are more important than you are. So yes, it's me. So I had to, I had to walk away from, from those things because the stress of it all, it does nothing but negatively affect our mental health. We often navigate through life on autopilot. We don't realize the effects that different trauma has on us or how the pain that we inflict upon other people can be traumatizing for them. So when I finally realized that I hadn't given all of the control of my life to God. I I wasn't allowing him to be the orchestrator fully as I should have. I decided to just let go. 
And once I let go, I began to just feel a lot better. Not completely because everything is not going to miraculously happen at one time. But gradually, one by one, even now, things just begin to fall in place. So when my job began to start laying off, it didn't affect me. I, I just said, okay. I mean, in the back of my mind, I was worried. I was frustrated because I'm like, here I go again. A couple of people knew. I shared that with a few close friends. But I hated the job anyway. So I saw it as a blessing. And then... Even though I didn't know how I was going to make it financially, I said, well, I'm really not making it financially anyway because they weren't paying me enough money. So I just prayed. And I knew that God had only made that job a temporary fix for me because he has a bigger purpose for my life. So I was excited about possibly being laid off. I knew that it was going to come eventually. So I was relieved. I was calm. So then the day came and a large group of us were not allowed to clock in. We were met at the front door and brought into the conference room. I knew at that moment that we were going to be let go. And everyone else in the room was trying to figure out what was going on. And I said, oh, we're going to be terminated today. And they're like, don't say that. I can't afford not to have a job. And, and, and I said to them, well, I'm sorry, um, but I'm excited. And I apologize if my lack of worry is offending you because maybe that's um, rude of me. I said, however, I need my job too. Don't think that I don't. I said, but no one in this room is happy here. Everyone, all, you know, all of you talk about how bad you hate it. And this is a blessing and it's your opportunity to find something else and you'll you know you you'll be able to get benefits so you know they were sad and i gave them a pep talk i let them know that it would be okay and that all things happen for a reason and I think by the end, after, after we were let go and we were leaving, everybody in the room, for, except for one person, for, for personal reasons, was okay with it. 
because they weren't happy. And so I am now able to focus on my physical and mental health. And I can assist with my steadily growing family. I can take care of getting my divorce finalized prayerfully. I can really focus on building my platform to encourage people to focus on their mental health and and to let them know that it's okay to not be okay. And in all, I can really focus on mental health for me and my family so that we can fully heal from our trauma. So, guys, I'm just letting you know that in everything that happens in this life, that if we trust in God, and, you know, I always say if you don't believe in God, that's fine, but you believe in a higher power. So you trust in whatever your higher power is and trust that he is going to work it out because I know that this was God's perfect timing. It was his way of preparing me to fulfill his purpose for my life. Because this is my winning season. It is. And I feel it. And I know it. And he has to keep reminding me because some things will throw me off focus and he has to shake me and whisper in my ear so that I can get back on track. He does that for all of us. So when we truly, when, when we take full control of our mental health and do what we need to do, to care for our minds, then we begin to focus on the important things and leave the minutia alone. It, it gives us the ability to discern God's voice from the voice of the enemy. And then... Once we can discern God's voice from the voice of the enemy, we will know when to move. We will know when to move. The song says, I will stand still until your will is clear to me. So we discern God's voice and we remain still and we will know when we're supposed to move. In Psalm 37 verses 7 through 9, 
says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Let me read that last line one more time. For the evildoers shall be cut off. The evildoers are the ones that I said, if they're not serving your purpose, if they are toxic, whether it be a place, a thing, a person, that's evil, that's, that's messing with your mind, that's not treating you like the king or queen that you are, like the child of God that you are. Cut them off. And sometimes we don't have the strength to cut them off. So God will find a way to remove them out of our lives. Okay? And then those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. So we just have to be still and wait on God. And we will get our just deserve whatever he wants for us. We will get it if we wait on him. So listening and waiting on God, though at times I am discouraged, because I'm discouraged a lot of times, but I never, ever give up. I can't. I can't. I got an 18-year-old that is depending on me. I, I, I have a daughter that just had a baby that is depending on me. That I, ha- I, I have to show her. Yeah, it, it's hard. But I didn't give up. So you can't give up. So we we have to listen and wait on God even through our discouragement. It's okay sometimes to feel a little down. I cry probably every day. That's my cleansing. That's how I get. But that's where I find my strength. Because after it's all said and done, I feel better and I can start over. But we must come to the realization, guys, that we can't take everyone with us to the destination that God has for us. Some people, God is God is saying this person can't go where where I want you to go because they're part of the reason why you haven't gotten there yet. 
you wouldn't still be in the mess that you're in had you left them when I removed them from you the first time. So we keep opening these doors that God has closed. We we have to be okay with being alone. We have to be okay with loving people from afar. We have to be okay with friendships ending that really weren't friendships in the first place. We have to be okay with loving people from a distance. We have to be okay with growing because a lot of times the main people who are saying, oh, I'm cutting, I'm cutting you off or I'm doing are the main ones that's really doing the same things. They see a change in you and can't handle the change that they see in you. So they want to find a reason to, to cut you off because they're not ready to change. Or they don't like the fact that you're trying to speak life into them. So you can't speak life into the dead. The, it, they're dead, they're dead. So if you you want to keep trying to resurrect the dead, okay, then you're missing out on your blessing. Because when, when God says, I'm removing this thing, these people, the and, and it hurts. It's hurtful. And sometimes those sometimes the things that people do to you, God allows them to do it to hurt you so you won't want to be bothered with them anymore. But we don't want to let go. So we bring some of that pain on ourselves. But everywhere that God wants us to go, he wants some of those people to stay right where they are. Dying to be perfect. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. So, just realize that it's okay to let go. It's okay to still love people. Yes, they're going to talk about you. Oh, he thinks that he's all that. She thinks that she's better than everybody. Now that she got her degree, now that she bought her house, now that she got her a new car, now that she had a baby, now that she got engaged, whatever. Now that he's not on drugs anymore, he thinks that he's better than everybody. Whatever. They talked about Jesus and crucified him, nailed him to the cross, and he was saving lives. You think they're not going to talk about you? They're not going to talk about me. 
You got to be okay with people not liking you. Got to be okay with people not liking you. As long as God loves you, that's all that matters. So, most of the people who are in our circles, they don't deserve to go to the new heights that God is going to take us. And when we clear our minds and accept that it's okay to go these places alone and to leave people where they are, our lives are going to begin to become so much easier. The stress, the toxicity that the relationships, whether they are romantic or otherwise, jobs, finances, the stress that just life itself can bring and will cause far more than mental illnesses such as, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, just, you know, basic stuff like PMS, PMDD, postpartum depression. That's just a few of just the basic things. But when we fail to properly care for our mental health, we can cause a decline in our physical health. You know, I suffered from migraines and diverticulitis for years, years. And that was, they were the only two things that I ever had. I had migraines since I was 16. The diverticulitis probably, it wasn't diagnosed, but I probably had that forever too. And just, you know, it just got worse over the years, but there was nothing else wrong with me. No, no cholesterol, no high cholesterol, no um, diabetes, no blood pressure, no um, nothing, no serious, serious health issues. But then I go through this trauma from, you know, the abandonment from my marriage, and then ever since then, my problems, my health issues are unending. So guys, the key to our physical healing is making sure that we are healed mentally as well. So on this beautiful Easter Sunday of 2022, Whatever you did today, whether you went to church, didn't go to church, whether you spent time with family and friends, whatever you did, it turned out to be a beautiful day outside. But we each now have the opportunity on this Easter Sunday 
to live life anew. That's what Easter is about, new life. So we got through those 40 days, and here we are, the big day, our new life. So the toxic places, people, things, the toxic thoughts, the bad actions, the negative mindsets, those are the things that we should have been giving up for Lent. And a renewed spirit, a fresh mindset, positive people and places, positive thoughts, positive actions. Those are the things that we should be bringing into our new life today and this entire Easter season. So being honest about who and what we are and the role that we play in what happens in our lives. That's the first step. And then taking charge of our mental health, doing something about our mental health. Once we are honest about who and what we are and we recognize the role that we play, we then have to take charge of our mental health and then seek help therapy take the medication whatever the doctor is suggesting open up to someone talk to a friend or call the if you you are, you've been having thoughts of suicide or worthlessness or whatever Call the suicide hotline. Do something about whatever is going on. That's step two. And then be comfortable about who you are. That's that's brave. You 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 gotta be comfortable in your own skin. It's not about telling your business it's not about it's about saying i love who i am and i'm okay with the way god made me i'm not ashamed of who i am so it's brave but it's a much it's a step that we that everyone needs to go through. We we have to just be comfortable with who we are because not one of us is perfect. And then we have to break the cycle. And that's the most important step, breaking the cycle doing what we need to do to prevent our children from repeating our mistakes. Some of us watch our children do the same things that we've done that led us down a rabbit hole, but we say nothing. 
Some some people are jealous of their children. Don't want their children to do better. Don't want their children to leave home because they want them. Like, no, we have to want better for our kids. So we have to break the cycle and seek help for them. Get them some therapy. Talk to them. Ask them if they're okay. That is the most important step, guys. So whatever we do collectively or individually this Easter season from this day forward, we have to do it with a healthy mind, a pure heart, genuine love, and complete faith in God. And if we do those things, then we can live in the purpose that God has for our lives. But the key to all of that is believing and trusting and remembering and doing. So we we have to believe that mental health is important. We have to trust that making mental health important will positively impact our lives. And we have to remember that mental illness is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Doesn't make us bad people. And that just because it's not addressed doesn't make it go away. So just be, you, you, you might know that it's something wrong, or, but you don't want to seek help because you don't want to talk about it. You don't want anybody to know, but that doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make it better. It could make it worse. And finally, you, you, we just got to believe that mental illness, that having a mental illness does not define who we are or what we can become. It does not define us. God loves us the way we are. Focusing on and maintaining these key factors going forward from today. It can do so much for us. We can heal one mind, one heart, one person, one relationship, one family, one community. All of those things we can do at a time. We can do all of those things. So guys, prayerfully with God in control, we can heal nations. And then one day, we'll be able to heal this world because it is so crazy out here. 
but we have to do it one person at a time. So it starts with us. So everyone listening, it starts with you. And then the next person that you reach and the person that they reach and the person that they reach as one person, one mind, one heart. It's going to start healing relationships. It's going to start healing families. And when we heal the families, we're going to start healing the communities. We start healing communities. Then we, we start healing nations. And when we heal the nations, we heal our world. And it's not about us being around to see it. But we need to worry about our kids and their kids because those are the ones that are gonna be affected. But when we can finally heal, see the effects of our healing and heal the world, every day will be Easter. Every day will be new life every day so it's our choice it's your choice it's my choice we can be risen we can be anew or we can continue to be dead thanks for listening i appreciate you tuning in Please like, share, support, and subscribe to Dying to Be Perfect. Remember, April is Mental Health Month for the family. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, Dying to Be Perfect, please send me a message. You can give me a call. Please, guys, mental health matters. I'm asking for your support. I'm asking for your support to assist dying to be perfect, to defy the stigma of mental health. I'm Danny. Have a good night.